Brothers and sisters, how many know that these have been some turbulent months to say the least? Some of us have been on some troubled waters. We've experienced the storminess of the season and like the ships on the sea. Some of us have been trying to navigate in the darkness. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to figure out what, what's next in this new normal. Others of us have been tossed around by the waves of change that have come day after day. The way that we relate to others has changed. The way we do church has changed. Even the way we go to the supermarket has changed. The way we engage with technology has changed. Yet for all of the changes, for all of the waves that have come at us in this season, God is that mighty lighthouse and his love it is what has led us through in this season. He's been that steady force that is guiding us back home. Oh, he stood high above like a lighthouse, perched above the shore, perched above the darkness, high above the turbulent waters. And his love is like a shining light into the darkness of this season. Oh, and although... It's felt like there's been a fog around us, although it's, it's been hard to see at times, although we felt like we've been tossed from here to there. God's love is the light in the darkness and what's bringing us back home. Oh, we're coming back home, brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. Oh, so I don't know if you're ready for what the Lord has for you this evening, but he's laid a message upon my heart under the title, Love Will Lead the Way, based on Psalm 136, Love Will Lead the Way. See, I believe that it's been his steadfast love that has broken through this dark season that has given us the strength to come out on the other side. And this Sunday, after fasting, after praying, after holding on, after hanging in there, we're going to come back into his house. And I believe it's his love that has brought us through his Teflon strength love, his ironclad and faithful love that has guided us safely back to shore as we prepare to enter his temple this coming Sunday. And as Pastor said last week, we're not just coming back to four walls and a roof. We're coming back to worship the creator of the universe. We're coming back to acknowledge his majesty. We're coming back to thank him for the steadfast love that has never given up on us. Oh, that unwavering, that unrelenting, that stubborn love that has brought us through this season of difficulty. My goodness, we have to come back to his house and thank him for loving us. Oh, and so I believe it's the love of God that is bringing us back home. And just like a lighthouse helps a boat navigate through the storm, is God's love that has sustained us, that has guided us, that has protected us. 
And I can't help but think of what the psalmist says in Psalm 136, which begins like this. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. And for the rest of the 26 verses, it continues that way. The psalmist mentions a, a wonderful act of God. And the following verse would say, his love endures forever. And so we see that written 13 times here. So you can't forget, you can't escape that God's love endures Pastor V taught about this psalm yesterday. It's so incredible how even on our team, God is speaking to us and saying such similar things. And so as he shared with the Spanish congregation, he talked about the mercy of God. Because there's some versions of this psalm that substitute the word mercy for love. And, and they're not wrong. See, in Jewish tradition, Psalm 136 was called the great Hallel or the great Psalm of praise. And so the word mercy is a, the translation of the Hebrew word hased, which may be understood as Jehovah's loyal love. His covenant love unto his people, that enduring and unbreakable love that stands the test of time. And so in this psalm, the love and mercy of God cannot be separated for God's love is revealed in the great act of mercy that he exhibited in giving his one and only son, Jesus, to die for our sins. As a matter of fact, some scholars believe that Jesus sang the great Hallel with his disciples as they went out on the Mount of Olives after the Last Supper. So here he was, death breathing down his neck, and yet he found the energy, he found the faith, he found the strength to sing about the great love of his Father. A love that would bring humanity out of the darkness of sin. And so God's mercy flows out of his very love for us. And during our darkest times, during our most turbulent times, it's his love that will lead the way back home to him. Oh, brothers and sisters, I don't know if that encourages you, but that encourages me that at times when I was lost, at times when I was down, at times when I didn't even love myself, God loved me. And he's bringing me back home to him. Oh, God hasn't given up on you. He's waiting to meet you in his house. And I know, brothers and sisters, this season has been unlike anything we've ever faced. And yet, at each part of the journey, his love was there at every step. Fulfilling the very function of that lighthouse we talked about. He was serving as a navigational aid, bringing us home, and then also warning us of dangerous areas that can tear us apart. 
And so as we think about coming back home to his temple, back into this intimate fellowship with him and with this army of believers that will gather here together, we need to be thankful for his love. For it's been his love that has provided a pathway back home to him in four key ways we're going to talk about today. First, God's love has illuminated us during dark times. If we read verses 3 to verse number 9, it says, Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. Are you, are, are you seeing a common theme here, beloved? See, before anything was created... Before anything we know had shape or form, God was love, and God is love, and God will always be love. See, he didn't become loving over time. This is who he was since the beginning. Love is part of God's divine DNA. And so even at creation, during the time of utmost darkness, darkness and formlessness, God's loving presence hovered over the waters. And in his great love, he created light so that we would have a way to navigate through the darkness. Think about it. You think he created light for himself? No, he was fine for an eternity without it. But verse number five says that it was out of his understanding that he did these things. But understanding of what, you may ask? His understanding of what you and I would need to flourish. See, with you and I in mind, beloved, he created the great lights and posted them up in the sky to guide us. He posted the sky that would guide us during the day and the moon and the stars to guide us at night. And so his love was present. His love was thinking about us. His love was making a way even at creation. Oh, and since then, he's provided the greatest light of all, his son, Jesus, the one that has illuminated the path back to him. And so we need to be encouraged today that no place is so dark that God cannot illuminate a pathway back to him. There's no depth too deep, no distance too far that the light of Jesus cannot reach. And so if you're feeling lost, all you need to do is look up and find the light of Jesus and allow it to bring you back home. The second thing we need to remember about God's love is that God's love has liberated us from oppression. See, verses 10 through 16 take us from the time of creation 
to the time of intense oppression in Egypt. And yet God's love brought them through. The word of the Lord says to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought out Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. Oh, and look at this this ending right here, the ending of all endings. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. See, the psalmist reminded the people just how bad things were. In case they had forgotten, he's telling them, listen, you guys were enslaved. Don't forget that you witnessed the mass genocide of the firstborn of Egypt. And don't forget that it was I that brought you out. And, and, and when you were pinned in between a great army and the great sea, God's love was still there during those times. And not only did the Lord divide the sea, but he gave the people the courage to go through it. He gave them the courage to walk through it when it was divided. Oh, I don't know what has you pinned today. I don't know what difficult situation you're wedged between today. You may feel like you have nowhere to go. Maybe the debt you've accumulated is too large. Maybe the hurt that they've inflicted uh, wounded you too deeply. Maybe you're too far into that lifestyle and you don't know how to get out. I want you to know that God will open up a pathway forward and he will give you the courage to walk through with confidence, to walk walk through with conviction, to walk through with authority in the name of Jesus. You're not just going to walk through with your head held on. You're going to walk through confidently that it's in the name of Jesus that there's a way where there was no way before. And people are going to look at you and they're not going to understand. People are going to look at you and it won't make sense. And you'll have an opportunity to testify that it was the Lord that liberated you. Oh, it was the Lord that made a way out. Oh, so right when you feel your back against the wall, when you feel trapped, God will stretch out his mighty hand and break through the barriers that you are facing. He will liberate you. He will make a way and he will provide the pathway back home. Oh, you won't have to lift a finger. Our God will do it. If you would just look up and look at his light and allow him, allow his love to liberate you. The third thing that God's love does for us is that it shields us from our enemies. And so the next few verses take us from the wilderness, I mean from uh, the oppression in Egypt into the wilderness. And even then God was there. Verses 17 through 24 talks about how God 
will strike down great kings. He will kill mighty kings. Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan. And he will give the people their land as an inheritance. Oh, God will do incredible things. And so here he's reminding them that his love will give them victory against their enemies. And I want you to know that the psalmist is not just talking about any enemies, but they're talking about giants. Oh, I've taught before about Sihon and Og. They were mighty kings with great influence and great armies and many conquests. Amos 2.9 says that they were tall as cedars and strong as oaks. And so any average person would stand in front of them and would have been intimidated. And yet God promises to strike those giants down. Oh, I don't know what giants you're standing in front of today, beloved. I don't know what giants have been standing in your life and been a menacing presence in this season. Maybe it's been the fear of leaving home because of COVID. Maybe it's been the fear of being stopped uh, because of the color of your skin. Uh, Maybe it's the fear of not progressing because someone told you you would never amount to anything. Well, this verse says that God not only strikes down the giants, but he will take them out. He will terminate them. He will eradicate those giants that have threatened to kill us oh so they're not coming back there's not going to be a sequel they will never reappear oh God can take down the giant of low self-esteem God can take down the giant of depression God can take down the giant of pornography addiction or substance abuse God can take down the giant of domestic violence God can take down the giant of shame from past sexual abuse and when he takes them down they're never coming back ever Oh, so wherever you are, remember that God's love will release you, will free you from the clutches of the giants in your life. He will go into those dark places. He will go into those hidden places, and he will snatch you out and bring you back into the light in the name of Jesus. And then the final thing we see that God's love does in these psalms His God's love sustains and nourishes us. Verse number 25 says he gives food to every creature. Not some creatures, not a few creatures, not just the creatures that are cute and friendly and have nice colors. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. And so God promises sustenance to all living things, to all things in the air, to all things on the earth, to all things in the waters. He provides what they need. And just to give you some context of exactly how large that task is, according to a new estimate by scientists, the natural world contains 8.7 million species. 
6.5 million on land, 2.2 in the oceans. But the challenge is that the vast majority have not yet been identified. And so cataloging them, they estimate could take more than a thousand years. And so although man has no idea what's out there, I find it incredible that God knows where these creatures are. He knows what they are, and he knows what they need to survive, and he provides it. Oh, and if the Lord could be gracious enough to feed all life, then what can we expect as parts of his family Come on, you know, you can be gracious, you can be nice to everyone, but there's something different when you encounter one of your own. When you encounter someone who's close to you, someone who has your affection, someone who's part of your tribe, part of your community, part of your family. Well, beloved, I'm here to remind you that you and I are sons and daughters of the king. And not only does he provide physically, but we serve Jehovah Jireh, the provider of all of our needs. He provides for our today and he's going to provide for our tomorrow. He provides for our mental health needs. He provides for our emotional health needs. He provides for us. He provides for our families and our loved ones. He provides for our small needs and our big needs. He even provides what we don't ask for, but he knows we need. Oh, come on, you know it's true. You see it over and over in scripture. He provided a ram in a bush for Abraham. He provided manna and quail for the Israelites in the desert. He provided cake baked on coals when Elijah was depressed in a cave. He provided Gideon with 300 warriors. He provided healing for the woman with the issue of blood. He provided a meal for uh, uh, thousands of hungry disciples with only a few loaves and fishes and he provided his son as the bread of life so we never would go hungry again my goodness he's provided oh and when we're yearning for connection when we're yearning for affection God's love is there waiting for us oh come on you know there's been times where you thought you were alone, th times where you thought that no one loved you, yet his love has been constant. It's been unchanging. It's been unmovable. It's not going anywhere. So if you're in a place today where you're feeling starved for love, allow God's love to nourish you. And so as we prepare to come back into the temple, I, I believe we need to take a moment and really uh, make a list of all those things he's provided for us during this season of darkness. During this season of isolation, we may have been isolated from each other, but we haven't been isolated from God. He's provided life. He's provided breath. He's provided sustenance in so many different ways. And for that, we have to be thankful. 
Hope, brothers and sisters, God's love is that bright light shining the way back home to him. So we have to give thanks for his illumination. We have to give thanks for his liberation. We have to give thanks for his protection and his provision during this season. Love has led the way and now we're coming back home. Oh, we have so much to be thankful for. But we also have to make sure that when we arrive here, that the love doesn't stay here, that the love doesn't stop here, that we carry his love wherever we go. See, the great Latin American bishop, Oscar Romero, said this, let us not tire of preaching love. It is the force that will overcome the world. Let us not tire of preaching love. Though we see the waves of violence and though we see them succeed in drowning the fire of Christian love, love must win out. It is the only thing that can and so as we prepare to return to the house of our Father this week, and as we prepare to assemble once again in the temple, let us remember the majesty of who he is. But let's also come before him in thanksgiving for that love that brought us through this dark season, that love that never gave up on us, that love that's still available to those that are struggling, that love that has guided the way back home. Oh, he's that lighthouse shining the way in the darkness. And so if you're struggling today, I have a word for you. Allow his love to bring you out. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Just look up and find the light of Jesus. It'll bring you out of the turbulence. It'll bring you out of the storm. And it'll bring you back into his home, into his presence, into his loving arms. Oh, let us pray. Almighty God, we are so thankful this evening, Lord, that as we look back at what has transpired the last few months, Father, there is a lot that we've, we've gone through, my God. But as we look at every step of the journey, Lord, your love was there shining brightly and showing us the way in the darkness, my God. Oh, you've illuminated those dark places in our lives. Oh, you've liberated us from those things that have oppressed us. Oh, you've protected us those times that our enemies wanted to bring us down. Those times that we felt pinned by giants menacing over us. Thank you that your love led us out. Oh, and thank you that it's, it's been your love that has sustained us in this season. And for that, my God, we give you glory and give you honor. For you have been that lighthouse perched above the darkness, shining brightly and inviting us to come back home. So thank you for bringing us out of this season. Thank you for bringing us back into your house. And we just are so thankful. We are so thankful, my God. And to those, Lord, that are struggling right now, my God. Oh, I pray a special prayer, Lord, 
oh Father, that they would open up their hearts and invite you in as Lord and Savior. Oh, Father, you don't want us to live in the darkness. You created the sun and the moon and the stars. You sent us your son all to illuminate our lives. And so right now, to that person that's struggling, I pray that they open their minds and their hearts and allow the light of Jesus to come in and make a home inside of them. We recommit ourselves to you, my God. We recommit our commitment to your son as Lord over all parts of our lives that when we come back into your temple oh the light would bright would shine so brightly lord as we radiate god's love from our hearts as we radiate your love lord oh father we are so thankful and so grateful that you didn't give up on us during these times and no matter where your sons and daughters find themselves no matter how deep the hole, no matter how far they think they've gone from you, that your light can break through the fog, your light can break through the darkness and bring them back home. Also, I pray you go into the dark homes, Lord. Go into the dark places of our city and our nation and snatch back your sons and your daughters from the darkness and bring them back into your light. Bring them back, Lord into relationship with you we thank you lord that it's never too late to look up and allow your light to guide us and so right now we follow your lead and we look forward to coming back home coming back into fellowship with you so we can worship your majesty we can worship your might we can worship lord how how you because you've been so wonderful how great have you been to us so we glorify you, we honor you, and we praise you at this time in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, wherever you are, let the Lord know how much you love him. Let him know how crazy you are about him, how much you adore him, and begin to thank him. Thank him for all he's done for you in this season. Come on, we can't move into the new season without thanking him for what he did in the old season, without looking back and recognizing how he's moved. You gotta thank him you gotta praise him you gotta worship him for his glory and honor hallelujah hallelujah